in the studio, I think, like the second day she was recording, and yeah, and she was doing the ad libs, and the way she takes her time with the ad libs after like the verses and bridges is brilliant. She listens to the music and how the notes fit in and out. The music, um, when she was saying the very but all that in the end, she stopped and she played over and over. She said she was not doesn't fit. She moved it a little forward and then sang it a little slower until everything fit perfectly in the song. And when I heard it, I was like, I'm going to do that every time I sing. I think it's brilliant. But the, when you when you hear that, you feel that in our music. You feel every ad lib makes sense and it resonates with you. There's not a wasted note when she sings. And I think that's a part of her brilliance as a singer when it comes to crafting the vocals yeah. to the lyrics. Because you can have great lyrics and sing them terribly. Exactly. Um, but she definitely is a vocalist. If, if you have the right song, it's a perfect marriage of vocal and lyric. Man, it's time to do something different. And this episode is going to be probably one of my favorite episodes to do because I get to break down things that I love, which is music, breaking down an album. And this is the Run It Back series. And tonight we're going to talk about Brandy's 2002 release, Full Moon. I got a panel on the roof tonight that's going to blow y'all damn mind. When I tell y'all they know every breath mark, melisma, run, ooh, ah, whatever she do, how she harmonize, what it is, what it ain't, they're going to tell you about it. And I know a little bit of something, too, about it, but it's going to be a good-ass night on the roof. I hope you got your red solo cups, your wine glasses, your strange clouds, joints, whatever you got to set your vibe and your mood to have a good time on the roof. We're going to kick it. We're going to do it. But first of all, I got to ask these essential questions. How are you feeling? Have you been taking time for you? Have you just set aside just Five minutes in your day just to think about your well-being, your mental health, and how you feel about just your everyday interaction with people. Make sure that you're taking care of you because you only got one you. So fuck what everybody else doing, what they're thinking, and just channel in for you, on you for a second. And be selfish for just a minute. But let's go ahead and walk up these steps. Don't be out of breath. And before we get up these steps... Make sure y'all get y'all list ready because we're going to talk about a few predictions of how we think this versus battle is going to go with Brandy and Monica. Y'all ready? Come on. Meet me on the roof. All right, so I'm on a special episode of Meet Me on the Roof, and I got several guests up here. I got Dr. Brent, I have Will, I have Emil, and I have Tyrone, and we're getting ready to get into this full moon discussion. We're going to just get started. So just going around, like, what's some of your favorite songs on the album? He is. He is my number one yep. favorite. Definitely he is. When You, um, touch, when you touch Me is my second favorite. <laughs> wow when you touch me i actually classic. like this is my song i do i like like this I like, too. I like like this because she she killed literally for me from beginning to end but that b side of that song she showed you everything that she could do in that moment and i just loved it i like when you touch me because 
Brandy's range uh, prior to this album, I think sometimes she played off of her higher register and sometimes she'll play off her lower register. But on When You Touch Me, she pushes her higher register more than she normally does. And I don't think she actually wanted to. I think I heard that um, whoever produced, I think it was uh, Rodney Jerkins, pushed her to use her higher register on that song. So I, I really liked When You Touched Me. And her ad-libs, my God, today. And then her he, ad-libs. And even on that song, like, now that we just on that song, I was uh, reading a little bit more context on the song. So when she recorded the song, or when the song came to the studio um, with Rob or whatever, it was very incomplete sounding. So Rodney Jerkins really polished that song and really got in the studio and pushed her because she was really trying to be lazy and was not feeling it. Like at mm-hmm. first, I mean, she said that was probably one of the most difficult songs that she had to record during wow. that period because it really stretched her. It was that and Love Wouldn't Count Me Out with songs that I she like really Love Wouldn't Count Me that Out she too, had to, um, Yeah. That she had to kind of stretch. Now, I'm going to tell you a song for me. Me and Brent was talking about it before we got on that he said he didn't like I Thought. But I liked I thought because I liked her delivery. Love it. It was Love it was it. so sassy. And I'm gonna tell you something. Love like, it. If so, if they were ever to do a yeah. brandy tribute, I'm gonna tell you who I would want to hear sing that song. Amber Ooh. Amber Riley. It gives yeah. it, Ooh, okay. it gives me that sass okay. of the tone of her voice. And you know how she's real mm-hmm. sassy or whatever, and how yep. she gives her delivery. I just feel like that could be a song that she really could just make her own because it has it has it gives me her in mind with that like it just gives me that so i think that's why i really appreciate brandy is because everything brandy puts out she does not sound the same um she can give you that raspy sometimes she gives you that soft she gives you gospel she gives you r&b um and that's why i really enjoy brandy for who who she is and what she brings to music and the the art that was a beautiful facebook post because you know the rumor mill has been spending about the differences and the similarities and Brandy always comes and she has very lazy vocals. And I'm like, I mean, you don't want fried chicken all the time, which is the representation of Monica. Chicken is great. I absolutely love chicken stew, fried, diced, cold, hot, however, however you can prepare it. But it's just nice to see different colors or like different sides of someone's personality outside of pain, anger, and like spunk. And that's how yep. Monica sense, you know, her white Payless sandals. So and the same and the same delivery since then too. And I'm gonna actually tell you, like, to be for real, like on that point. So coming out the box, like with Brandy and her first album, I I liked the album, but I was like more to more into Miss Thing around that time. And then you know, Brandy came out with Never Say Never, and of course that album sold 17 mil like worldwide and. I don't even think Angel of Mine may did like one million. Like like one million. It didn't really do a lot, but around about that time is when I kinda started getting more Moisha used to piss me off a lot for Brandy. I'm, I'm gonna be honest. Like it it yes. I I never forget going to the movies. Like this is just how simple teenagers can act. And I remember going to the movies to I still know what you did last summer just to see her get killed. Listen. <laughs> because she, I was so over her and Moisha. And so, like, Alicia and Brandy are two different people. And it, and it right. was. They are. They are. But listen, they are. They are. A lot of a lot of the grievances, and I mean, I feel like I sound like Brandy's publicist. A lot of the grievances is 
Moesha was really in character. I mean, Lord, Brandy was in character, period. Whether she was Moesha on the set or she was Brandy, I don't feel like she was ever truly herself because she was a shadow of Sonya Norwood. Yep. Her mother... Absolutely. Certain things, and she shut a lot of things down. So she mm-hmm. did. To the point that you made about Full Moon introducing a new her, even though Sonya Norwood was still her manager at the time, Brandy had had a chance to go through, I want to say, a portion of adulthood, whether you had a boyfriend, mm-hmm. you understood what penetration man felt like, your mom wasn't watching over you, she wasn't in your corner, you know, it wasn't that you have to be prim, proper, and beautiful for this or for that. You actually had a chance to experience life and then sing about it if you got pissed off, if you got pregnant. She came with a different type of playing field with that project. So it wasn't everything that was, you know, tailor-made and beautiful and this is already polished and this is a world oil machine in similarity to Whitney Houston with Claudia. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I like, I love Full Moon because it's the beginning of her adventurous side because you can tell everything was well oil machine for you know, self-titled and never say never. The first two. Right. And you know what? Like, so reading up on it too, um, the critics dubbed that her control. Like, that was her, like how Janet took control of her career and she told Joe, look, mm-hmm. you're not finna set me up. Like, I'm not going back to work with all these random people because what people, people always think that control is Janet's first album and it wasn't. She had two albums nope. that were flops. Dream Before then, mm-hmm. and oh, yeah, yeah. And that yeah. album with that short, that with that swimming pool, slick back <laughs> wave on the cover, that yeah, swimming pool. So, like, yeah, so yes. and so I mean, and then you look at Brandy, how she had um, two albums, and I mean, her first album was kind of like moderately successful, but then it's like she blew up on that Never Say Never because you got to understand, like the self-titled album came in between Thea and Moesha. That's like true. Mm-hmm. it came in between and so then she hit puberty again so her voice changed in between self-title and never say never and so then you get into she she has moesha going she's done i still know what you did last summer and then she does double platinum and pubs all those songs in that movie like you know Diana, with her and diana ross as tacky as the movie is they both yep. did, it was uh, <laughs> the movie was raggedy, but I loved the movie. I, I watched the movie. I now. loved it too. I love it. I love it too. Loved the it. action was bad. It was but bad, I but it. the movie, like the movie itself, like I enjoyed yeah. to see that they both had came out with albums at that time, and they were putting yep. their songs, like you know, and with those fit, like yeah, with those mm-hmm. fictional careers. So that really helped it. So you think about it, and then if you had you, she had Sonya Norwood as her manager, her mother, who was aggressive. First of all, Monica right. was on a low budget label. She was on Rowdy Records, so she was like she won't even own Arista. Mm-hmm. She was like in a bad deal yep. with Dallas Austin, yep. and then Queen Latifah was her manager. Like, I didn't. Nah, I did not know Queen Latifah was. Her yeah, manager. like Flavor Unit was yep. managing. She came her, through Flavor, like Flavor, and so she didn't really have nobody. You can't have an artist managing your career. I know. I e missed. And you're and you're thirteen. And you thirteen. Like she recorded the album at twelve years old, and it came out when she was thirteen. Did you listen so to you them think songs? About that. But when you listen to the songs, though, first of all, she sounds like she's twenty five. Yeah. And the things that she's singing about is very. So uh-huh. I think I, for me, I think I appreciated Monica more then than now because it's like, oh, you're thirteen, you're fourteen, you sound like this. Oh shoot! But it's like, okay, well, here we are. 
20 years later and it's like of course the content is going to change and the the music is going to change and the but the vocals never change her voice but never, the vocals her, her voice never so grew. that's why never so grew. to the point that was made earlier about brandy's voice expanding and evolving and changing over time right that's what makes me appreciate her more or in a different way because she took a conscious like she took time to say well where's my voice now like what do I what am I projecting now? What am I going through now? What am I feeling now? And you can feel it in each one of those albums because they each have a different vibe. Do y'all remember um when when she did the whole thing on MTV when she was doing like the behind the scenes when she was making the album and you remember when yeah. she was pregnant? Oh, she was pregnant. And when she was yeah. pregnant all that stuff. But do you remember that that clip when the studio where she kept running that line? She ran that line like like one hundred times. I forget mm-hmm. what she she was in the studio. I forget what she was recording, but it was like one hundred times, and she kept doing a take after take, perfecting it. Brandy's a perfect. Back, she's a perfect. She's a perfectionist. But see, yeah. and that's what she do. And I, I'm glad you said it because that's what I like about Brandy when she stacks her chords. No one else can do it like Brandy. No one. And that's probably why she kept doing it so many times because she stacked, she stacked, and I love it. I, I think, love it. I think and that and so when someone said I'm sorry I think it was Gary you said earlier you were talking about Rodney Jerkins and his influence on like her voice and like pushing her to like use her upper register I think Brent mentioned that too like using her upper register and like never said never and into full moon right but we gotta uh make sure we talk about big shit too LaShawn Daniels because yep. he's a part Hell of yeah. the dark child team and when you talk about her evolution and her um stacking and stuff there are clips of him talking about how she was such a perfectionist that she would trick the board into thinking that it was like hearing itself. Like she would record a line of something and then record another take. And because it was so exact, it would fade or flange. And so like in the board, it would, it would only look like one take because she was such a perfectionist and she could match her voice that perfectly every time she did it. So that's another thing to bring out in terms of her like technical, like expertise and using her gifts. Can we talk about the the song Full Moon? Like Brandy kills on Full Moon. Yeah, kills. And the funny thing about that song is, like, what I like about that song was in that song you got old Brandy and new Brandy because, um, because mm-hmm. you know when she got to the to the at the end of the party, you know they even gone up front. You know she sounded like old Brandy mm-hmm. there. You heard yep. like she went back to that voice, and then she yep. took it back. But you heard like even when the song came on. And you hear the intro, boom, 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 boom. And then you hear her over there. She's stacking over top of this. And so then I'm listening yep. to it. Love but then it. the the crazy Love part about it. that song, and I and I got to take it back. So 2002, I write this song out for marching band. That listen, is a marching listening to it. Listening to so, it. It was, okay. our down, it was our downfield. And um, so Michael Yelverton writes a version. And then I have to go write a version. And I'm, and I'm listening. Mm-hmm. And just having to break all of that stuff down. And at this point, I'm 17 years old. At, the, at this point, this is senior year for me, high school follow, follow it was too. a lot happening. Yeah, it was yeah. a lot happening. I'm just listening. I'm just like, girl, like, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, like I'm, I'm trying to go. And that that really made me appreciate her more. But and, and, and to talk back about, like, the Dark Child team, they had a they had a well oiled machine during that time period. Like during yep. that particular time period, like Rodney Jerkins was putting out Dark Child just in general was putting out some of their best work. Mm-hmm. And yep. and as a team, like him, his brother, um, Big mm-hmm. Shiz, like all of them in there, like you got Rodney handling production, and you got people that's doing the vocal production on top of that. Like you got a team of people. 
Kanisha yeah, was like doing the, writing. Like, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, to have that team in there, it was, like, real legit. And so I think that helped her polish. Now, when she moved away from that sound on her next album, and, I mean, we're not going to, like, really dive into that, you can tell it really hurt her, like, when she parted. Because I went back after we were talking about the albums, and I went back because I, I kind of went back and listened to all of her albums preparing for this uh for this episode and i just wanted to kind of hear her sound through all her albums which what i can say about brandy is none of her albums sound the same never no and it it also depends on who was producing her album when she when she shifted from full moon to aphrodisiac Timberland produced. It was Timberland, Kanye West. It was yeah. Dr. Dre. But like, you could you could feel the difference there. I wasn't a huge fan of Aphrodisiac. I liked some of the songs, but mm-hmm. it was a definitely a different Brandy from Brandy Full Moon. I think what I liked best about that album it wasn't even the production. I. Timbaland did, actually did some great production on that album. When you go back and you listen he to did. it, they they he did. That was a great record. It sounds really. It, it sounds the record, really good. The yeah. record came out at the wrong time because you got to also. And they didn't market it well. They didn't either. market it, and and think and about that. when it came out. She came out still smack in the middle of now Beyonce's reign of Dangerously in Love. That's yep. Because that album came out in spring on four. I was mm, running. It did. It came out in spring mm-hmm. on four, and so yeah, the timing wasn't. It, it was but not I right. think I think around that time, Gary, and I could be wrong, but that might have been around the time where Brandy and her mother started to kind of butt heads in they terms did. of what Brandy wanted to do versus what her mom wanted to do. They and did. so the direction took a different turn, too, because she was like, OK, well, I'm going to get new producers and I'm going to work with different people and I don't really want your hand in it. So. Sonya would have said, okay, this ain't the right time. We're going to push this back to this date or we're going to, you know, repackage it this way. But she was taking more control and she didn't really know. That's what I think happened with, with that. And also, uh, you also have to, I think I was trying to say, you also have to give credit to, and a lot of people, nobody ever mentions him. Brandy's father is a vocal coach. And he yes, was he like, is. first. Yes, he um, is. And very churchy too. For some reason, none of Brandy's classic footage. I don't know what type of lock and key they have on it. Like all the stuff they did when she was like a professional church vocalist. Mm-hmm. Steps like the clips you see on TV, you cannot find them on YouTube or anywhere else. Yeah, like, this stuff yeah. you can find if she leaks to a certain point, and other people, you know, who may be in the industry still, but. You just can't find no random church services of Brandy singing in the choir. It could be for something to come because I know she wants to do a biopic. So we might, you know, get some of that stuff then. I know it's been talked to that like over the years and she's really like wanting to do it now. But you're right. Willie Norwood, no joke. Like literally, I think everybody has a Willie Norwood at their church. Right. right. Senior and junior. Junior, him and Brandy, I understand they're close, but I also accredit him to. I want to say some of Randy's issues with some of her albums because mm. your manager, like you can't be manager and mom and still like hold down your daughter who is like headlining prominent, like A-list in the industry and then the problematic son. Your little right. brother coming Ray up. Ray J started out on Atlantic with Brandy mm-hmm. when he first debuted and they packaged his debut album somewhat the same as Brandy. Raphael Sadiq and like notable people and like Craig Carmen and all of that, the same with Brandy's debut. Mm-hmm. To market him as kind of like this, like 
smart guy, like, you know, in comparison, but mm-hmm. you know, RJ ain't had that spirit. You know, we saw that when they did the reality TV series. That's not what I wanted. She was always living in her shadow. So he started getting added as an extra. If Brandy and it, you know, Reggie will come in, it's getting canceled. That's what I used to always say. It's not going to sell. Pretty much. They, they duets never sell well. They low projects never go well. Everybody's here for Brandy. Ray, not so much. It wasn't until he pulled out, you know, the rest of his body that the world really started paying attention. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And I hate right. that because Ray J can actually sing. Hello. You listen to him and you listen to Brandy and you listen, especially earlier, Brandy, like their voices, it's, it's something about being in the same family. Their voices have these commonalities that are dope. But I agree with you. Every duet they do, I don't like. I don't know if it's the writing or it's just the wrong track. Like, it's never good. Probably but when they sing live together and they do stuff, they sound really good and I enjoy it. But they never record good shit. It's mom. I, I believe it's Sonya. I can't wait to see whatever. But you know what? I got to see that she was very problematic when they had that family business show. Mm-hmm. Like she, yeah, Ooh, like, yeah I, mm, mm-hmm. I just I saw how problematic she was. And, and F you grad, okay. Like <laughs> listen, I mean, she's very aggressive. <laughs> okay, I'm like Willie, really you gonna speak up and say something? Sonya's like, now here, this is what we gonna do, and I'm like, oh. yeah, yeah. I, you know, I. So here, I respect Sonya because the things that she was able to do in the industry for her artists and for her child during that time were amazing because if you didn't have a full team of people backing you during that time, nothing went anywhere because you would get no label support. And she was pretty much like, this is how it's going to go. She's not going to wear those things. She's going to wear this. She's not going to have her body out. She's not going to go to this club. She's not going to, you know, very like mad and talk about the situation. Like you're just not going to do it. Absolutely. And people, on one side didn't like her but they had to respect her and they knew like okay well if brandy's gonna be on this we gotta do what sonya says mm-hmm. so she built that reputation and i think ultimately that hurt brandy later on too because it was like when she started to want to venture out and explore and work with other people people were like okay was your mom coming well what is your mom gonna do like is your mom pro-? and it was like because of her mom's like reputation already but she also had the experience and brandy didn't on the business side so it was like you know off balance and actually, now, like, that I think about it, like, she actually went through a tough period, too, because that whole how she had to, I mean, because this was Sonya Nova who concocted this whole thing. But you remember back when she got pregnant and I had that whole, that whole scandal, which she mm-hmm. won't marry, she says she was, and, and they won't, you know, he came out on the radio and said all of that. And then, you know, I think that also hurt the aphrodisiac sales because that was all came out. In that mm-hmm. time, I mean, and she, and then she fell out with her mother, and nobody was there to really pick up the pieces. And then she, that's mm-hmm. also when the strain with Atlantic happened because that was yeah. her last album on Atlantic. Because yeah. you know, after that, they shelved her and put out a greatest hits package and was done with her. And then she had because her branding, her branding was different at that point. Like mm-hmm. you know, a, a, a label is all about pushing a brand, and, and that next too album, much off brand, they like. No, we don't even have to talk about him, man. We don't. We <laughs> <laughs> really? don't. Because no. y'all so y'all so y'all y'all love Rodney Jerkins, but that piano man was terrible. Okay? It was that terrible. Album Reunite was terrible. my ass. The album was terrible, but there were a few good songs on Let it. Let me but tell that you piano man exceptional vocals too, but 
Yeah, yeah. It let was me, just bad songs. Let me tell you something that used to get on. Let me tell you something that used to get on my nerves. You remember ninety seven point one in Greensboro? So I remember. Um, so this was like, yeah, this was like oh eight, and so I was teaching, and I mean, I was, you know, I would lay in the bed, listen to the radio at night, and baby, they used to wear that long distance song out. Like I don't, I, mean, I like that song. Yeah, it's no, a good song. Like they, they wore that one out, and I actually liked her vocals on right here, like departed. That's a good song, and right here, yeah, like, she, yeah, like, yeah. She, she, killed, she killed that performance on Tyra Banks when she sang that. I said, oh okay, baby, you got something with this, but the rest of the album won't do it. But. Because everybody was doing different things at the time. Like at the time I was getting into blogs, Kev iPods music and all of that stuff. Brandy had all of these amazing tracks around that time, which we as fans thought were going to be a part of a collective work. Sweet Nothings leaked. You had mm -hmm. my personal mm -hmm. favorite from that era, which is This Must Be Love. I'm like, mm -hmm. that to me, that's my top number one Brandy ballad ever. Um, okay. You have. Things of that nature, like, uh, I'm not going to say, okay. Anyway, there was like a whole little sampler and all of this that was circulating the internet. And then all of a sudden, it's like, human came out and all of these advertisements. And I'm like, now this sound is completely different. What is this? It's been, and it was like 30 tracks, 30 tracks. That's what I said. Tracks, I was like, what is a this? A whole bunch. And I'm like, now you mean to tell me none of this? And it was like stuff flying up and like, just, we just going to, we just going to turn right. But I'm like, okay, new record label, new vision. You growing up a little bit. And then she got dropped. Yeah, because like, that album was terrible. That, that album, I mean, she got <laughs> she got dropped. So. But, I, you know, it was leading up to, it was her getting dropped. It was all those things leading up to that, though. Now, years later, I think the next, was the next album 211? 211. Yeah. And 211 was a bop. It was, me. and it didn't sell well. It didn't sell well, but it, it didn't was a get bop. It didn't get promoted well. It didn't I get promoted well album. either. Yeah. I loved it, but her management team was trash. Yeah, yeah. Million was trash, and I don't know what she did to them to make them treat her that way. Like I don't know what the backstory was with that, but they did not promote that album at all. No, and it was. But a the great album, album is good. But yeah. you also have to yep. think about what was happening in the world at the time when Two Eleven came out. Yeah, so. I like 211 and I listened to it a few times, but ultimately what I thought was, I know you kind of, I, okay, I know we grew up together, Brandy, and you're a little bit older than me, but I'm like, Brandy is trying to stay, I always felt like she was trying to stay relevant and keep up in the lane where you've already been established. And yeah. I just felt like she was trying to be trendy. And sometimes you get a team that be like, you know, I understand that you like wearing your hair in long braids, but you know, we're gonna put these 24 inches on you. And we mm -hmm. can do this and do all of that. Like, even with her photo shoes, because Brandy was- We awesome. want your legs out. We want your exactly. stomach out. We you, want you, your hair long you doing choreography. You know, you doing- Heavy makeup, choreography. Yeah. I'm like, now this is interesting, because- And Brandy's no dancer. She's a not singer. She's, no She's not. But, but let me say this, though. It was, like I say with Monica and her vocals, it was cute for the first and the second albums when she was dancing because it's like, oh, okay, like I really love to hear you, but it's cute to see you too. Pretty girl, and she got nice music videos, and Hype Williams was doing them videos back in the day. Okay. And top of the world. I like that shit. It was cute. But now when you perform it live in like 2018 and 2019, and you still, <laughs> I don't want to see that. Yeah, it's I over. just don't want to see it. <laughs> now, let's talk a minute about the differences over the years between Brandy and Monica as we as we think about this versus thing 
my my frustration with folks is that they keep trying to compare the two of them. Brandy and Monica are like apples and oranges. They vocal. are. They are. Vocally, mm-hmm. they are very different vocally. Now, if mm-hmm. you want to go hit for hit, they can go hit for hit. Mm-hmm. Because over the years, both of them have had good songs. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and they pretty much pop out at the same times in mm-hmm. terms of their music comes out. One will pop out, then the other one will come out. So, well, actually, think about this. The they, span of their career they is, do. is very similar. They, yeah, both, very they similar. both have seven albums. I mean, with Monica having that, you know, that little up in the in the mix where, you know, she had that album and they pulled it and then it came back out as After the Storm. And so, I mean, so they both have seven albums and then, and they both, their albums both stopped selling at the same time, too. Um, well, Monica really, out, outside of the second album she really didn't sell my like the difference between them two is monica to me is a singles artist and yep. and brandy, brandy makes brandy makes a concept album so it's like you press play on brandy album and you you go through it but with monica you got to skip over tracks like, to go catch you a bop like if it had radio like, radio but radio loves singles which is why if you look which at is why they Monica, love monica monica especially with urban radio you will see that monica will supersede brandy a lot of in a lot of periods because her singles will hit the radio and people loved it but then they got the album and they'd be like oh but see that's okay. why I, I i agree with all of those points but i think also because of how they were marketing monica monica was like urban brandy will be yeah. that for certain things but Brandy will also yep. be riding the pop waves and stuff too because you would have Brandy on like Disney Channel. Didn't they do that concert special where mm-hmm. she Disney Channel? They were crafting her, like Gary said, behind Whitney Houston. They right. crossover that Whitney exactly. they, they were really pushing And her. Monica was straight BT. So I mean, she Monica, was. Monica is hood. She's from ATL, okay? She no, and she's that's, legit hood. That ain't yeah, the image. That's her. Yeah, she legit, and she holds no bars about that. She's she hood. That's her. <laughs> I believe if we're comparing Monica and Brandy, um, Brandy's voice did not change. Brandy's voice did not, I'm sorry, Monica's voice did not change. Monica's mm-hmm. voice did not change. Monica's voice has stayed very complacent. I don't know if she didn't have a vocal coach to really guide her and how to adjust her sound. But Brandy, you know, she gives you that fresh tone. She can give you a musical with Cinderella. Like you have mm-hmm. to, be, you have to be a pure singer. Your diction has to be amazing to do anything like that. And mm-hmm. Monica, Monica cannot. But you know what? To Monica's point, Monica had a rough life during that time frame because she was with C Murder and he got locked up. Then, if you fast forward a little bit, she had that boyfriend committed suicide in front of her. So. I don't know. Plus, I know Monica actually has a real world job. I believe she's in nursing as a nurse, if I remember. Listen, like I said, if she can't sing, she can definitely check my blood pressure. I made this comment on somebody else's post last week. <laughs> Listen, and also at the end of the day, you and, and then like <laughs> flip back like with them, like it with their career, like during the time like coming up, you look back at it too, like. Monica didn't have no aggressive Sonya Norwood in her corner. Again, mm-hmm. she had she had That's flavor. True. She had flavor, and then you know, when you're on a side label, you're, she won't sign to Arista Records. She was signed to Rowdy through Arista. But a distribution deal, yeah, a distribution she, deal. But she also had a bunch of like um, 
hip hop artists around her. She did that were kind of known because she had a name. So you got to think about her image too, and her branding came from advice of her friends. Like if your friends are all rappers and this is what they're doing, and you're like the female of that group from Atlanta or whatever the case is, then you gonna kind of do what they're doing. That's a good point. Like Escape and even though Bow Wow's yep. from Atlanta, but I'm just thinking yep. like the people that was in her signing yep. going on at that time. But then and not great singers once again. Right, but then great songs, but. <laughs> But then, that's a whole other different topic because I'm not, <laughs> I am not escaping. Right? I can't. I can't. Yeah. Like for people two and a half on me, I still don't understand it. There's definitely am, no great. There's definitely not a great singing with escape. No. No. Most no. most Atlanta singers no. are bad, and it's no shade. They just have some good bops. Most Atlanta right. They, they write well. They write, they write well. well. They write well. And, I, and a lot of them are just write and not sing. And, yeah. and and yeah. that's period. But then you if you go back and look at Monica also too, like when when that whole that brandy period, like so Monica, like once that whole rowdy thing dissolved, she she did have a Clive Davis in her corner. So that's also what kept her relevant on the charts when her albums weren't doing well because she's then she went to J Records, and so right. mm-hmm. she she was on that deal and. She didn't have to worry about a deal for real, for real, because she was signed to an album's deal like when Brandy had to keep label hopping at this point um, with mm-hmm. their careers coming up. And also, too, I just got to give a side note out, and this may sound shady, but Monica is out beating these streets, baby, because she got to put some money on Seymour the Books. So she needs this verse. And it's heating up because her and P share some words. So. But, then, but then P done retracted his words because she read him down. Oops. Um, you still know she get though now. She is. She hood. She hood. She is hood. She's yeah, Monica's hood. She is. So I got this thing, and I and this is what I'm thinking. So you know when they dropped the versus flyer and it said Tyler Perry Studios, so I said they can't be going to no Tyler Perry Studios and they're not about to hit this mic. Right. We, well, maybe. I maybe hope not. they're not gonna hit the mic and have a singing battle because Monica will. Okay, lose. not on Monica. Not on Monica's <laughs> behalf because her team wouldn't have agreed to that shit. But I will say mm-hmm. this though. When I heard that and saw that on the flyer, I thought coin for both of them. Mm-hmm. And I saw, you know, I saw like Tyler Perry Studio. I saw sponsored by The Rock. I saw all that. And I said coin because fans have been waiting for this for forever. So the fact that you're doing it and then you do it there, which means like aside from some of the other better verses where they're in two different locations, you put them in the same place. And this brand new, um, you know, venue, like, it's got to be A1. Like, the quality has to be A1. I agree. And they complement each other with the boys' mind. Like, it's... it's agree. We got to hear boys, the boys' mind. Agree. We got to hear it. And you need, and you we need gotta both, hear you it. Need both <laughs> voices. Why people keep forgetting about All Belongs to Me, though? Everybody Cause keep... it's terrible. Because I hate it. Because it's yeah, terrible. It That's why. Because everybody be like, they, I hate it. It was like, they haven't been together since 98. I was like, won't they together back in 2010? I hated it. That song is terrible. Yeah, I but... hated it recorded. I hated them singing it live. I just hated it. Yeah, it was bad. They always look good, well, but yeah. I hated the song. Maybe Monica played her duet with Keisha Cole. I love that song. Uh, I like that song. That was my song. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that. Excellent. A different me yep. is, is, is a good little slice of Keisha. And, but, and I, I Keisha. but I mean, Keisha Hood, too. So, but, you know. side, but sidebar, I'm going to tell y'all now, low key, because I mean, just for bot purposes, not for voice purposes, I want to see a versus between Keisha Cole and Ashanti. Oh, 
Me too. Me too. All yes. for bot purposes. Because I'm playing for bot purposes. I ain't talking about for bot. Nothing live. I can't. I can't. Nothing, nothing live. live. Nothing live. I, I mean, but I can't get into Ashanti. I can't even. I mean, I can't. I can't either. I mean, I really can't either. Ashanti. Don't. But she had bops. She did have bops. I am sleeping on Ashanti because I don't live for her, so I will go to sleep. Listen, but I'm just not a fan. I can get to the hits, and I'll even give her this. I don't care if it's out of season. If that versus happens, Ashanti, you need to open it up with it's Christmas time again because I need that. So, not not them flat vocals. It's Christmas time again. You know what? Okay, baby, with that fake snow, and I don't. I don't know. I don't know if you're going there, but what do you guys think? I know we don't know like the set list, whether it's going to be live or mixed in, or they're going to just play the songs or whatever. But what do you guys think is going to be Brandy's opening song and Monica's opening song for this battle, or what do you think it should be? Sadly, I know Brandy's opening song is probably going to be either um, "Baby" or "I Want to Be Down." I just believe yep. it's going to be that predictable. Yeah. Because I wholeheartedly believe Sonya Norwood is going to be sitting in the corner somewhere holding Sarai's she hand. We're just going to start she like will. this. Well, but it'll, it'll be something from Brandy's first album and probably yeah. the same for Monica. Yeah. Monica yeah. will probably start out with um, Don't Take It Personal. Don't take It Personal. Yeah, Before You Walk Out of My Life, something like that. I love Like I This and Like That. It that like This and Like That. Album. It messed that up with Baby Mama. Baby Mama slaps. Actually, I'm going to tell you this. Baby I, Mama slap. I, I feel like they're going to walk in and they're going to be singing live and they're going to do the boy's mind and just stop. Like with that, I and then they go into it. Like now, if, now, now, if they do that, that's a really smart move for both of them, yeah. to be honest with you. That's a really smart move for both of them. Mm-hmm. I, th- I was like, they And that's going to get them numbers up. That's right. going to get them numbers up off gate. And, yeah. let's, and let's be for real, for real, for both of them. Baby girls, both of them need the catalog like spins. They do. They need they to get yeah. their just do and they need to get their coins. Like go back yeah, and, and, and get get these albums up. They like, deserve and they deserve. No, they deserve. Like, they, they deserve yeah. it. I mean, at this point, like give them their roses because yeah. to be for real, for real, and all serious is like we losing our artists. Like that's true. The way they yeah. just taking people out, like taking and Brandy and Monica have been in the industry since what ninety four and ninety five and ninety four ninety five. That's and, a long time. And I actually, Brandy since ninety one. Ninety one. Ninety one. We're yeah. immature. We're immature. Yeah. Yeah. So. And then you know she was. They working. deserve. Yeah. They deserve. It's 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 time for them. So I I feel like after that versus people gonna really go to that catalog. They're gonna spin them songs and they're gonna get them. And look, what well, they now. already have. I think like all the the posts that people have been making on like Facebook and like them getting them trending on Twitter and like all this stuff. Like people are going back. Like Gary, you were saying before this that you were going back through like Brandy's old album everyone's doing that mm-hmm. like everyone's going through brandy's old albums everyone's going through monica's i even went through monica's old albums even though you know y'all know how yeah i, I went but i went to, through um, those albums i went listen to like, after the storm brandy i posted on my instagram earlier there's this old interview i think it was around the time that second duet came out i don't know what song is but that second duet came out and they were interviewed and they were asked like what is your like they asked brandy what is your favorite monica song I and she that. was like, well, my favorite is Angel. And Monica was like, from her first album, and Monica was like, yeah, I don't remember that song. I don't even know what that song was about. I definitely don't know the lyrics to the song. 
nothing. And so I literally went today to go listen to that song because I don't remember Angel. And it sounds like, and it could be just me, but just my ear, it sounds like a song that was written for In Vogue that In Vogue didn't want. If you go back and listen to Angel, so if you haven't heard it, go back and listen to it. It sounds like a track that Invoke threw away and their backgrounds are still in it and Monica's voice is still on top of it. It's not a bad song. I'm going to go listen to it. it doesn't sound like... Because I couldn't remember. I could not remember that when I saw it. I was like, Angel. And I, I had to go hear it. And I'm going to have to go... What did Monica say? I was like, why did you choose that? Brandy she said she like, she said she like, never say never and um, never say never. And, and have you ever. Have you ever. And Brandy was like, huh? Yeah, she was like, really? <laughs> I like Never Say Never, the song Never Say Never. I do too. I'm going to tell you too. my song about that album. I really loved it. And I think this is when she really started getting experimental with her, like layering. Was Angel in Disguise? Angel in Disguise, Ooh. yes. That was a game changer. That, 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 that's, 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 one of my, that's one of my favorite that track songs was dope. from her, period. That track was mm-hmm. dope. And then you got you period. got Joe looped up in there in the Joe background. Joe was on the background. Yep. Joe was on the background. Speaking of backgrounds, because we were talking. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not going. We were talking about Full Moon. Michael Jackson is singing background right now. Yep. So. Yep. Right. And I was guaranteed to say that. I was like, you got Michael on your album. They, they want why no y'all, sample. Why y'all worried about Missy calling out New Monica? You got a whole icon on your that, that album was my, from That was one of my response to that, but I just did. <laughs> and you clearly know it's him. The first time I played Cry, I was like, that's Michael Jackson in the background. Yep. Yep. So it's going to be like really interesting. And I, I, I don't know. And I'm, I'm sitting here looking at this track list. And so I'm going to get y'all from this. Because, I mean, we talked about our songs that we like. So if you had to just pick your favorite three songs from the Full Moon album, like the ones that really hit for you. I mean, honestly, I. To me, I can't even pick three because I actually listened to that album top to bottom, and I, I feel love it. all of it. I feel it. It's some full moon that- is one of my favorite songs on the whole album. Full, full moon, like this, and he is. Mine will be when you touch me. Wow, and. I feel like I'm forgetting something. Oh, he is. He is. Will you touch me? And I think like this, those are probably my favorite three. And it's really hard to like cut some out, but you know, it is. I'm trying to behave and be obedient. Because the whole say, album was very I can give good. You, I can give you five. I would then. say he is. He is full moon and nothing. She sang. She sang um, the hell out of nothing. Nothing. That thing is a good one. Yeah. She sang the hell out of she, that. Mm-hmm. Her voice was very, um, you could tell it was kind of immature back then, but mm-hmm. she sang. Her technique was impeccable. Very, very because she, she gives you so much. She gives you the raspiness. She gives you the, the technique. She gives you she the- She gives you, you know, some of that range that. at the end. Yes, she does. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you a song like for me because you know we all have agreed that he is like that's our song and when you touch me but I'm gonna tell you like a song for me for layering purposes on the album that fucking just blows my mind is apart mm-hmm. apart mm-hmm. like the way yeah. she the way the track is and I mean you know it's up tempo but yet the way she just she like on top of the beat she under the beat she in the middle of the beat it's just like She's that everywhere like, feel. She everywhere like feel. Everywhere like, feel. It's no gaps. It's no yeah. gaps in her sound. 
And that is my... I think that's the album where she really learned to do that. Like she was doing some mm-hmm. of it and never say never, but I think Full Moon is when she like learned that this is what makes me different. Like this is what sets me apart. I can hear these other lines that other people don't hear. I can tell musicians what to play because I can sing this along with this, you know what I'm saying, that's going on musically. Like I think that's when she learned it. And for you real, can hear, for real. You hear Brandy's influence in music today but no one can replicate it. No right. One. They don't know. No they don't. One. They haven't mastered that technique, nor nor no. will, nor will they, and because nobody's ever going to sound like Whitney Houston. No. No. Right. Ever. ever. Right. And you and Gary, you talked about her first, Brandy's first album, and you were like, you know, you didn't, that's not one of your favorite albums. The reason why it is still for me is because literally I was the kid that was growing up listening to singers that I liked, and I would try to mimic what they were doing vocally. Mm-hmm. And from that first album, you could literally tell that whatever Whitney did, Brandy was somewhere listening. She was studying. She was imitating. She was mimicking. And when that first album came out, you literally heard like remnants of Whitney all through the album. Obviously very young and obviously very, you know, immature in terms of her voice and fullness and stuff. But the things that she would do with her voice and those endings and the way her vibrato would fall with the runs, it was very Whitney Houston. Yep. But let's talk about this. Brandy was 14, 15, mm-hmm. and they had her singing with people like Boys to Men, Gladys Knight. She was hanging mm-hmm. with old mm-hmm. artists, Miss on Missing You and on Broken Hearted. Right. Some of Baby the best Faith vocals was ever. Yes, she was yes, right yes, up yes. there with them. Rashawn Patterson. Yep. Have, have yep. you ever? Oh, yeah. Have you ever? Yep. Dang. And I, I and yep. now I can say like for me going back and reviewing her albums I have a much greater appreciation for her first album now as an adult mm-hmm. and like more musically inclined in my life as a musician as a teacher and all of that now going back and appreciating it because the the nine year old me when it came out I wasn't mm-hmm. really the I wasn't listening for that because y'all are vocalists y'all sing down I, I played my instrument down. Okay, but so that's you know, that's your voice. So, like you so that was my voice. So that you know, is like, that so, is. Yeah. But, you're, but, but you you have a certain ear. Mm-hmm. Musicians, whether yeah. it's the instrument is voice or something else, like yeah. you have a certain ear. And so yeah, but I I, I agree with you. I think yeah. I appreciated her catalog more as I got older and went back because I'm thinking about like you were 15 doing this, like I how love, 15 singing like this. I love this. Where did that come from? I love from jump. I did the same thing, Gary. As soon as you asked me to join this, I started, you know, going back and listening to Brandy. But also since um, Netflix has added Moesha, I realized, you know, Moesha, they let her do the theme song. And after that, we didn't get real And she Brandy. better play it on Monday. We didn't get real Brandy, but Countess, Countess was allowed to sing. Countess was a singer on that show. Yeah. And... I just wish she was able to. She sang to on Thea, interview. though. I just wish she was able to. She sang to her face finish. off on Thea. <laughs> Actually, we, oh, did, yes. we did get her singing. I want to go ahead and give credit to He's a Player. That was one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> He's a player. <laughs> <laughs> He's a player. He's a player. I know she Countess, Countess Vaughn sang her ass off on yes. Moesha. Maybe not now. Maybe not now. But you know what? Not now, but she did back then. She sounded like a pack of new on her life. But you know what? She had it. 
I heard, like, I saw, you remember that episode when Yolanda Adams came and she was the pastor or whatever on the Parkers? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, that episode right there started telling me that she had thyroid problems. (laughs) Go back and listen to it. No, listen to it at the end. No, because you know that's what happened to her throat. No, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm like, I'm I'm being serious. That's what happened. And so, yeah, like. <laughs> oh, she really did have some issues. Yeah, she had. You know, she had issues. So go back and watch that episode and listen to the end. You can tell then that her voice like started being affected. Like, like she it got real. Like I don't want to say ashy, but ashy sounded. No, but that's a very good comparison because vocally, like, somebody, okay. So no, that's a very good point. Like, as a singer, you may experience that jumping states or climates or cities where the air grade is different. So. It's a certain sound, but yeah, that's that's very accurate. So, are we talking about countess? Are we talking about her voice was affected because of the air quality? I was equating him saying ashy because he's are like, we talking oh, about countess Vaughn? Yeah, countess. Yes. <laughs> I was talking about her voice. Well, I was making a reference to her voice at the end of that episode of the Parkers when she. I'm was gonna singing. go back to that episode because yeah, I remember singing, it. Uh, she was singing with Yolanda Adams at the end, and they were singing that song. And her voice, it it like had got really, really raspy, almost to you can hear the inflection of how she sounds now. Starting, it's almost like when oh, you, okay. It's almost like when you started to hear Whitney's voice started to be starting to become yeah. problematic. And I always tell yeah. people her voice became problematic during uh, the "Waiting to Exhale" soundtrack. Her voice got really problematic around ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. "Waiting to Exhale" was what ninety eight, right? Ninety five. Is this 95? It was real problematic. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. album where she done, um, this is the heartbreak. Yeah. My, love, My is love, love is your love. Woo! I love that song it, though. The album was good, but Whitney's voice was real Our problematic. It was yeah. like that. Well, that's when her she was because I think because I think our expectations of her were always so high because she came out the gate giving what she was giving and we expected that every time and she delivered up until that point so we were just kind of like okay but it's still Whitney but you, you know, know what, what she but delivered she was- but that next album she did not deliver just Whitney just Whitney but actually she do got a, she do got one bop up there for me go listen to love that man now she tried on that song babyface produced that song he got it out of her for that one well, he knows how to get yeah, out of people's too. Well, yeah. honey, Brandy put a bop on um, Way Next Hell. Wasn't that sitting up in my room? She that yeah, and, here, and, here, and here's the thing about that, because she was only how old when that um, when that movie came out? 16. Not only was she put on, right, so not only was she put on that album with all those legends and Aretha Franklin and all Tony these Brax people, right? And Shantae Tony Moore. Brax and all these people, right? Mm-hmm. You put her on the album, but also that song came out as a single from that soundtrack like and, that's huge in right. a whole video that's huge right. and around that time q's juke joy came out later where she covered michael jackson's rock with you so right that yep. was not a single but that still put yep. her did on you? Of legends with quincy jones did you all get right. to watch that um that uh instagram live that babyface did when he did the 25 uh, the 25th yeah. anniversary mm-hmm. yes so, i did um, yes so, i did so he talked about brandy coming in the studio and how professional she was and she did it in one take yeah. did it in one take like and his, she, she came to his home studio and then he talked about how mm-hmm. she she wasn't she did it in one take but then she wanted to go through and she started doing them layer the layering and mm-hmm. all that stuff and she was mm-hmm. really just 
turning into that. He said the only person that used to be like that with him was Whitney. Well, and but that's why and whenever you watch like the Cinderella footage when she's like cringing in rehearsal with Whitney and they're singing along, she's like, "Why are you down there?" Like mm-hmm. hilarious. And people key on that, but the thing is, she was a student of Whitney's, exactly. just like pretty much everybody that's out now is a student of Brandy, whether they admit it or not. She was physically in person a student of Whitney's, and that was her dream to be able to like work with her in that place. Exactly. exactly. But when you hear Whitney, you hear Sissy. But no, no, no. When you hear Whitney, you hear. Okay, I think this is funny. (laughs) This is a generational curse that needs to be broke. Yeah, when you hear Whitney, you hear Sissy. But you know whose voice went to shrapnel first, and she should have just paid attention to her lineage, Auntie. Yeah, yeah, baby, because that that thing. Dancing for quarters sounded like the street. Ooh. And I was, I'm a huge fan of classic Dion in her prime. Oh, Dion wore it. She used to sing her face off back in the day. She did. She did. But now? Like completely. But now she needs to stick with Psychic Friends Network. Baby, she she got canceled. And you know that her and Latoya. She can't can't even roll her classic catalog. She can't. Unless you put it in the key of Z flat. You, You remember that time she was on American Idol? And she was doing the little um, tribute at the end. Oh. She was doing her songs. And she's like, that's what friends are for. But you know what? But we can't. But see, she's still a legend. But we can't talk about floating notes because this is Brandy versus Monica. And Monica loves to float. So, and scoot. Float. Float. And her Y'all know what that is. She Monica, loves to do that. Don't let Monica sing acapella because, honey. Oh, no. No, Did y'all hear it? See that, that clip where she sang the greatest love of all, um, acapella? It's like fifty seconds long, and I'm like, you only got fifty seconds, and this is a song you chose to do during that interview. Why in the fuck would you sound like that? No, when she sang I, y'all got to go listen to anthem. Both of them were bad. Mm-mm. I don't be doing no Monica research. I'm sorry. I mean, I grew up with her, so I don't. Who? Monica. Not not like grew up in the city with her, but mm. that's just my thought. When people be talking about everybody on Facebook, like, I mean, but did you see this? I just be like, nope, I didn't watch it. Mm. And then people try to be petty today and post that video of Brandy falling down them steps. And um, when she forgot the words, I was like, <laughs> they're also posting that video where she had that bad show last year when she was like horse the whole, like the whole set. Oh, yeah, that was, yeah. but she entitled to that. But my thing but, is, yes. right? Because you, that, those a are rare to find. Still, a horse brandy could still sing Monica into her car into the parking lot. Now I will say I have been to a brandy concert and she was singing or uh, crystals she, in Atlanta. She mm-hmm. will, but brandy smart now. Brandy will have her pre-recorded vocal now. She will, and she gonna make sure she that will, it's right together. She, yeah. she will, but she didn't have that pre-recorded on that census concert because she sang the shit out of every song on that census concert from top to bottom okay. and then moved from that stool. Okay? Beautifully. You, whoever whoever musically arranged that, I appreciate them. And I Perfection. just posted her playing with her, her friend at the house, teaching her the backgrounds to Borderline. I just posted that like two days ago. Well, okay. So let's talk about that because one, I don't think that's her friend because that's the girl that was talking all that shit from before. But <laughs> yeah, she was teaching her the background, and you can hear how much of a perfectionist Brandy is, even in teaching those backgrounds. That was I was I like literally it. studying her. I was like, "Oh was shit!" Like she's it. really going in. 
<laughs> but the girl can't hear. So the thing is, her tone is not bad, but the girl can't hear. And Brandy's like, okay, yeah, no, this is where the ending should go. This is what you're doing. And the girl let's would do talk, the same shit again. So I'm like, you can't how, hear. Let's talk about how good of a song freaking Borderline is. Okay. Brandy kills yes. Borderline. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yes, I literally still get chills every time I listen to it. So that's let's talk about this, because, I mean, this episode is what we wanted to be, and we here, and we just talking about Brandy, and that's what the episode, you know, it's going to be things about Brandy, because I said we was going to talk about her career in this. So I feel like all her albums have led us to B7. Mm-hmm. At first, I didn't understand Agreed. B7 listening to it. You remember, Will, we talked about this. And I yeah, said, um, and, I, and I was like, it gave me EP and not album at first. Now I still have some issues with some of the production. Um and 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 that's a little it's minute because I just feel like you've always had very polished production, Brandy. And I feel like some of those beats are not as polished. And I know some people don't some people have an issue with the mastering of it. I ain't really getting to that point, but I feel like I feel like vocally she smashed the fuck out of this album. Like I mean, she, she did. Like, did. I feel like this was the album because now you also got to look at Brandy physically. She's not in shape, and this is the point in her career. She don't have Sonya Norwood down her neck saying, "Baby, put that donut down. Don't do this. You need to be on this treadmill running. You got an image to maintain." Now this is Brandy. Well, saying, well, hmm. well. Let me say this. Let's start with the fact that she's forty-one. Okay. So let's start there. Monica, I think, will turn 40 this year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. She's 41, first of all. And you can see significant changes in her lifestyle, weight and otherwise, from when she was recording Star and now. I love the size that she is now. I love the weight that she is now. I love how comfortable and confident she appears to be with mm-hmm. her size now. I was very concerned when she was recording star because i loved her on it and i loved that show and i love the fact that she got a couple of songs out of there because they were good songs uh-huh. too um but yeah. i did not i wasn't i didn't think she was comfortable with her appearance and, and her her body at that time but now i think she is i feel I like that's going through that as well i hope we get more from soraya because she sounds amazing she sings yeah and the thing is, she has the ear like her mom. Like, you can tell that she has the ear like her mom. Even when she's, like, covered other people's stuff or, like, put out her own little stuff on SoundCloud, she has her mom's ear. And her dad's musicianship. So she got yeah. parents yeah. both that's dope on both sides. Yeah. But now she also yeah. has a mother that's, one, not going to treat her like Sonya Noah, but knows the business enough for herself of how mm-hmm. she's done got screwed in the business to know that, okay, as your mother now, because I know Cassandra Norwood is not an artist. I'm an artist. Right. And I'm your mother. Right. And so I'm going to make sure that nobody, like, she, she going to protect her. No fucking. I agree. Mother, that's, that's not going to be in her way, like, if if she chooses to, like, have a career. But I, I feel like, I feel like Baby Girl got a prom, like a promising career. Like, I feel like. I agree. She has a lane of, like, really becoming, like, and I feel like she's going to be the one, like, her mother is going to, like, really push her. But she's going to be like, no, don't try to sound like me. Have your own sound. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like do and your she own. Does like, she's she like, does. you can't be another Brandy, but I want she you to be She does sound you. like her, but. Yeah, she do. Yeah, I agree with that. In comparison, and I, I think that's a beautiful point you made about her wanting her to be her own individual self and knowing what turns or what directions to go in the industry. It makes me wonder, number one. Sissy Houston was an artist, but she was also a background singer. 
Mm-hmm. That's interesting as far as, you know, Whitney's direction and things of that nature. Yep. But then on the other hand, in comparison to that too, my favorite female vocalist next to Brandy, because I was an original Brandy stand, but I kind of got off the bus in 07 and kind of jumped on someone else's bus, is Tweet. And Love Tweet. Huh. And Love Brent. Love Brent. Yeah. Brent. Now, we can talk. now Brent. <laughs> When we were at A&T, let me, me tell Will, you something. Me and we, Will love tweet. So tell, so tell me this. I, hold on. Hold on. Pause. No, no pause. 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 I got y'all here. So I, I, I just want to do a little thing because I like having panelists sometimes. We don't have to do this all the time. But I, I want to call this wine and rewind. And let's talk about Southern Hermibur on another one. Oh, yes. I'm here. Yes, for we can. Oh. I'm here for that. Oh. I'm here for that. Copies of that. Because I'm smoking I'm cigarettes. Smoking at night. cigarettes. Can, okay. Yes, God. And I can, wouldn't yeah. complain at all. At all. <laughs> no, because y'all coming to my place. You coming so. to my place because you know exactly. I'll be waiting. Ooh, you, know, exactly. you know I'll be exactly. waiting on you. Okay. No, right. Brent, Scott Hall was my place. <laughs> Listen, it was my right. place too. Come on. AOL, first, AOL mm-hmm. Music First Listen. Come on. We yeah. loved that album. Yeah, that's a from the beginning. Yeah, that's a good album. So we, mm-hmm. I mean, so let's go ahead and set that. You know, I'll hit y'all up off to the side. We'll have a little thing and we'll do and a wine and rewind and talk about it. I, I can't it, remember which album it was on. Will um, Taxi. It's on. It's Taxi. Yeah. I'm going to tweet that. That was on the second album. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I made a comment about this earlier on my Facebook um, well, a couple of days ago, and I got some flack because people, you know, the, the real heavy Monica fans attacked me. But I said, almost all the songs that I like from Monica, Missy produced it and Tweet is on background. And that's not shade. That's pretty much a fact aside from her initial album, her debut album. Mm-hmm. And so I ultimately equated that I'm a fan of Missy and, and Tweet. Tweet. I agree with that because I went back to give a fair shot and listen to, I was talking to my brother and I was like, you know, it's funny because when you're younger, you gravitate to what's on the music. You're so in in tune with what's happening with your favorite artist. I said, I can remember almost coming to blows with people because I would be listening and singing all the words to never say never flawlessly. And mm-hmm. would be listening to the boy's mind. I said, but the funny thing about that is I was a lot, shadier then before like you grow up and learn to appreciate things so i went back and listened to the first night then i was like and i think it's funny that this album has been out for this long and I the first night is a good song right and i said i don't know this album so i went back and listened to the things i didn't know i purposely didn't listen to any of the singles because i know all of those mm-hmm. and i was just like oh for the album tracks that they did squeeze in there i was like interesting because they felt like fillers. Like huh? background in there between her and one twelve, and I would have never known that was there because nobody ever talked about that. That song was so and dry. it wasn't a great song. It was dry. The intro but it had was... some nice, it had some nice chorus and things in there, and I was like, "That's nice." Yeah, That's but it wasn't a good saying. song overall. I liked the first song. night and Street Symphony. I liked Angel of Mine. And I like Angel of Mine. I like Angel of Mine. I, I like Ring the Bell. Singles because it's a single. You like what? Ring the Bell. I like Ring the Bell too, Gary. I like Ring oh, the Bell. Oh, yeah. But you know who pushed her? Like, like who was 
made her sound more than what she was on that first album and the second one. People have really got to give a shout out. So you and background singers know Will and everybody know Deborah Killings. She who she yep. who pushed TLC and yep. pushed Monica yep. like all of that. Like yep. Deborah Killings is the one, yep. and she does not get the credit that she's deserved. Absolutely, because Absolutely. Loki, if you really want to be for real about it and i'm and and, and all shade intense purposes she's she's responsible for influence a lot of people's careers she's Mm -hmm. responsible for uh for chili's voice well you know then there's that because um because dallas was bumping her up because chili well i mean chili was yeah because i was gonna say chili was fucking the right one so it didn't really matter what she sounded like okay and deborah had the voice they really couldn't they really couldn't sing that well either how, no, and how the hell are they gonna talk about they want to verse no. with SWV? Listen, when, 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 listen, now, we can do a podcast on that too. I'm a SWV fan, me too. We're not gonna talk about vocals because Coco could sing the vocals by herself, and a lot of times she did. Okay, TLC didn't have no vocals and i love tlc from a kid like i love them i love their songs we I love, love them like, for what they are and what they stood for and but like they were no like vocalists personalities but they were not vocalists no not at all no not at all not at all i mean they were a dallas austin some of that stuff machine. i can't listen to anymore because my ears different no, and now who, i just I, who, I can't who wants to hear t Boz sound like she got some damn pop rocks in her throat T-Bot. I just can't. I can't do it. I appreciate the low brow. It's very nostalgic for me. So it's not no, even in tune. I mean, like, no, 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 I mean, like, I love TLC for like all like that, but like listening to them, like, I can't. I can't really do it now. And then they for them the to say they wanted no. to have a versus with SWV, bitch, if y'all don't go sit you don't down somewhere. Have a, you don't, no, you don't. You don't, you don't want a day with Coco. In addition, oh. in addition to SWV having vocals, they also were hit makers because they didn't have that many albums. They were hit makers from the beginning where, like, during that time, five or six of your singles from the album, like, they were singles. Five or six of the songs from the album were singles. And they were hit. Every time, and even the so duration of really... the album during that time was longer, and it was quality. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I agree. Like, listen here, Coco can come in there with her Sunshine album and blow them out vocally. Just that, that one album vocally, she, that part. she can turn on Sunshine. Just that song. That's on Sunshine. <laughs> that song. And, and, and go off. And, and then, <laughs> if they sing weak, you know Coco's gonna scream. Listen. And if she sing, if they listen. sing, if only you knew. Weak, if only you knew. Rain, rain. Like, she gonna sing. Rain. You are always of, on my mind. I'm so into you. I'm so into always you. on my mind. Listen, listen. Sing the shit out of them. I was come. a TV fan, and that's why I always hated Escape. I just never understood the two and a half part harmony for four people. I just never understood. It's just bad. But wait, you killing me on this two and a half part? <laughs> I would say explain, but don't. You don't have to. What? Who are we talking about? Escape. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I never thought any of them could really sing. Well, well I, th- I like um, I like the lead sister, the lead Tameka. singer's sister's voice a little bit, but I didn't like Tameka. the lead singer's voice. I didn't damn sure don't like Candy's voice. So you like Tamika? Tamika can sing. Tameka I like Tamika. Tasha can sing, but she did too much. She did, and, and, and she, she was pitchy. If she would just sing straight, I would have been okay with her. But yep. she would try to run and and do stuff and that she couldn't. That her voice couldn't do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she would fall off track. <laughs> what did Kim Burrell say? She missed something in the middle. 
<laughs> and poor Tiny, she was just there. And I'm like, so yeah. y'all need to speak up like... But, oh, you, God. but you know what? I enjoy Tiny Voice sometimes better on some of them songs than some of them I voices. enjoy Tiny's voice. I do. Because right. she did. Right. She got me together on Do You Want To. She I take Tiny though. over Candy any day. Any day. Yeah. You remember? Any day. <laughs> Which is a great point yeah. because I appreciate when they rebranded themselves without Candy. I like mm-hmm. all of those texts they put out. I did too. I right. did too. She's a, she's a very good writer. She's a good leader. Tasha she had calmed no down business in the group. Voice, when they yeah. rebranded, Tasha calmed down. She she needed to calm down. Candy is a good writer. Yeah, she's, she's a, a good, good writer. Yes, she's but a very good writer. Candy and Tamika was writing together. So, but no, I'm not going to discredit Candy. But you know, Candy she's a writer. She's not a singer. Candy got a mouthpiece <laughs> on her, but I don't. I'm like Candy. I don't hear nobody out here singing. Don't think I'm not. Bands don't even play that no more. Okay, and that was a very popular song at the time. We played that in two thousand. We pumped that right on down the street. But I don't have to hear that anymore. Here's my point: again. there are some things that that creep into your songbook, your arsenal every year. Don't think I'm not is not one of them. <laughs> and nobody's listening to the ring that mean a thing. Not Kim. <laughs> <laughs> What is Kim? She can't call the trainer, so I'm not going to get into that. Amber uh, alert for Kim. Where's she at? <laughs> so, but I, y'all, y'all have been good to me tonight. This has been, this has been fun. You know, this is actually my first time this on my podcast. Don't meet me on the roof, and y'all go check it out. I'm on every streaming uh, available that has podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, this this will be episode twelve. It'll be out later today. And so, um, like I always say, I, I just want to thank y'all for being on the roof and chilling. And we've had some good dialogue and some uh, interesting conversations. So, um, we're going to see how this versus play back. And I'm going to bring them back. And we're going to talk about how everything played out. Because this going to be gonna be one for the books because it's going to break the net. I'm definitely down. History will be made. It will. We are in there. We are in there. But till next time, meet me on the roof. <laughs>